With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, July 18th, and we are here talking about you, your lives, your money, the aspirations, the dreams, and also kind of the annoying details as well. I know you got a few of those. If you've got a financial question, if you're making a big change in your life, if you just need another pair of ears and eyes on a situation, Mark and I are both certified financial planners, and we would love to hear from you go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air and chat with us. You can also buy my book. It's called The Great Money Reset, inspired by my conversations with you guys. And this is really a wonderful book uh, because I wrote it. I mean, it sounds terrible that I say that, but it is a wonderful book if you're contemplating something different in your life. Maybe you're starting a business, you're closing a business. Maybe you would like to do something different in your work life. What I've tried to do is use the conversations that I've had with all of you to help guide everyone else about making those choices and decisions without blowing up your financial life. So check it out. It's called The Great Money Reset. Okay, today we are talking to Emily. She's on the line from Colorado. Hello, Emily. How are you? Oh, hi, Jill. Thanks for having me on. Happy to do so. Tell us what brings you to us. Well, I'm 63 years old. I'm a self-employed paralegal. And, you know, most days I love my job and I'm fine working, but there are some days I just wish I had, you know, the freedom to go camping, do whatever I want to do. And I think about being retired and also being 63. Some of my friends, you know, are starting to leave their jobs behind. And it's just, I start to think about it more and more. So I love your show. And I thought I'd check in with you and see if you think I could retire sometime between now and, and when I'm 65 sometime between now and infinity. Okay, let's do that. You know, I know that feeling, Emily, because I'm uh, I'm in my late 50s and I have that same situation where people are just, you notice like in your social group, people are talking about it more. I didn't even really think about it, you know, in, until like many of my contemporaries started to say, well, how much longer now? And now you know, start to meet people and know people who've done it. It's, it's just amazing. So tell us about how much you earn as a self-employed paralegal. Well, I was just trying to check on that. And last year it was a gross of 45700 With that 45700 is that sufficient to cover your spending needs? More than sufficient. I I've live a really frugal life and I have a partner and he tends to spend money on dinner. And, you know, if we go places, he usually pays. And and I, my car is paid off, our house is paid off, so I don't spend a lot. And, you know, I spend a lot of time working, so I just have a pretty minimalist life going here. So I only need about 2500 a month. Okay, that's great. Do you and your partner keep your money separate? We do. I have okay. no idea what he has. <laughs> I hope a lot, which is great. How much is the house worth? You own that together? We don't own it together. He, I'm not on the title. Um, but I did help pay some expenses along the way. And I, 
I know it, I'm in the will and I know it'll come to me if he, if he dies before I do. So I'm not okay. worried about the house. House is paid off and it's worth about mm, somewhere, probably around 400000 When you have that gross income, do you make retirement plan contributions as well? I did for years, but mm-hmm. because I've got my eye on retirement, I've started putting it in cash. Good. That's fine. That's fine. So when I look at the um, at the the amount of money that you're earning, the amount of money that you're spending after taxes and after spending, are you putting some specific dollar amount away in savings, or are you just doing it on an ad hoc basis? It's ad hoc. I I, I put a third away of every time I check because with self employment, you know, mm-hmm. everything's all over the place in terms of income. So. I put a third of what I every check that comes in into a savings account for taxes and I tend to get a big tax refund. And then I, you know, like this year I had a big car repair bill. I ended up spending most of it on, but whatever's left over, I put in my cash um, online savings account. Okay. How much is in the cash account right now? Um, 50,000 of that 50, I have 30 kind of set aside for one year's worth of retirement. And then the other 20 is like my emergency fund and, you know, fund for my next car, that kind of thing. Got it. Okay. Tell us about other savings and investing that you have done as you've worked through the the last uh, few decades. Well, for a while, until last year, I had funds all over the place from my various employers and I, and they were all kind of high fee. And I, last fall, I consolidated everything into Vanguard and I have 400,000 in a traditional rollover IRA and 25,000 in a Roth. Great. And that's basically it. The traditional and the Roth, no brokerage account, no, no stock floating around. My grandpa bought stock and sent, you know, left it to me. Nothing like that, right? No, unfortunately. It's all right. You've done a great job. When um, you look ahead at your uh, Social Security benefit, what does that look like at your full retirement age of 67? It's about 2600 That's weird because you only need 2500 a month. I'm just kidding. Right. Um, yeah. You have to pay tax and, and all that on that. I know. And you have to, we have to have Medicare. So it won't be 2600 a month right, that you'll have net. But, you know, it'll be pretty close to what you need. And you, you're 63 and you said, um, you know, because you're self-employed, I guess I'm wondering, is it possible that you can work for a few more years and maybe pull back some after 65? Like, how do you, how do you look at that? Well, that's the thing. I, you know, I've tended to say yes, every time a job comes along, I've been doing this for four years now. And so I have a big workload right now. And I you think do. that might be part of the problem is yeah, I you're need exhausted. to just say no. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what um, my favorite thing, I was just listening to a podcast and someone quoted someone else who quoted someone else, but some woman who said, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> like mm, you're allowed that. to say no, it's okay. I mean, because maybe what I'm thinking is, you know, you can't just say no right this second. You've taken a certain amount of work on can you pull back after this year and, and instead of making 45 gross, you'd make a little bit less? Would that be you know doable for you? I think so. How much less would you think is doable? Hmm. I mean, you know, I, I have to make 30,000 or so to pay the bills and go camping once in a while. Yeah, um, I mean, so- even if we said, what about this? You're making 45 now. What if next year it was like 35? Okay. 
And then what if in 2025, it was 30? You're not saving as much. I get it. But in 2025, you will be able to get Medicare, right? Right. How much are you paying right now for healthcare? Well, I'm on an exchange, so hardly anything. 20 bucks okay. a month. That's going to be interesting because for you, going to Medicare is going to cost more. It will. The only thing is if something goes wrong and I have a big medical bill without being on Medicare, I'm paying it all. Yes, so lo- of course. Low premium, but um, if some, but I also have a lot of out-of-pocket. A lot of risk. A lot of risk. Okay. So now when you get to age 65, 66, 67, like if you could basically just meet your basic needs between now and Social Security, 67, right? I think that you've got plenty of money. You'll be fine. Now, if you're telling me that there's no way that's going to happen, then we have to siphon off some of the money that is sitting in that traditional retirement account and pull some of that money out every year. And it might be maybe not that much. Maybe it's like 10 or 15 grand a year. And in any event, it's all going to be taxed at the 12% bracket. You're, you're in the 12 now. You pull it out as you need it. You just can't take so much out in your 60s so that you're depleted in your 70s, 80s, and 90s, right? And we really just have to get you to your full retirement age where you're basically not 100%, but you know, we, we only need... Let me think. At, at age 67, you probably will only need about 10 grand a year coming out of your traditional account. Maybe. Maybe more. I don't know. But let's see how your spending goes. That'll be it. You don't have any kids, do you? Or do you? I didn't, I didn't actually ask that. Two kids grown. They're doing well. Okay. So we don't have to worry about them. Is there any other big ticket item that's coming up? No, no. I, don't I think mean, so. I think you can do this. I think that the, I think you're, you, you know what you need? It's, uh, I've used this term before. You need a little bit of an off-ramp. You really do. You need to be able to take your income and try to slow it down, right? If you can say no a little bit more often, if you can just say, I'm sorry, I can't do this, or you're going to have to raise your prices. If you are going to do it, you got to raise your prices if you, you're at capacity now. But I think it's no. I think no is the right answer. And I think that if you can finish up this year and you make your 45 and then next year you say no, you look at like, look at who you like working with and then get rid of the people you don't like working with. Rank them for real. Give yourself an off ramp to get to both Medicare and Social Security. And then from there, you should be golden. You really should be. But I don't think doing this today, like, boom, I'm done. I don't think that you're in that position. I do think that if you can give yourself a little bit of time to kind of scale down, slow down, tap the brakes on and the off ramp, you'll get to 67. You'll be happy and you'll have plenty of money. And maybe your partner has a lot more money than you think. That's what I'm sort of hoping for. And then you don't have to spend any of your money. Except that it won't be, it would only be if he dies before me. Well, so tell me a little bit about how that works. So if he, if he were to, is he older than you are? He is. He's 69. He's one of the people in my life who's talking about retirement. You know, he's real close to retirement. And so if he were to die before you, his house, does he have children? No. Okay. Would he leave the house to you? Yes, he's going to leave it. He says I'm in his will and I get everything. Okay. That gives me a little bit of 
comfort, although we don't really know what his everything is. We just presume it's more than yours. And at the very least, that we know that there's a $400,000 house that you will not have to worry about except paying taxes, et cetera, right? Correct. Okay. And it'll be maybe something else. Can you make it? Can you feel, are you going to be like, oh no, I can't make it? What do you think? You know, like I said in the beginning, there are days I love my job and there are aspects of my job I love too that I know I will really miss. And if I focus on those good parts, I do think I can get to 65. And I like what you said about the off-ramp and, you know, saying no a little more often. I think I'm just at a position right now where I'm pretty overwhelmed and I just need to, like you said, tap the brakes and then the next two years will be even better. Exactly. And, and you know what you might find if you tap the brakes and be like, Hey, you know what? Actually the level of work that I have is the good level. And maybe you say, I'm going to earn 30 grand a year for five more years or eight more years. Like you have to just see it's not a fair comparison right now. It just isn't. Now, do you have your own estate documents done? I do. Okay, good. And is there anything else that we need to know or help you out with before we let you go for the day? Well, I did have one question. Should you wait until 70 if you can? I mean, I'm thinking since I don't spend that much, I could go, you know, from 67 to 70, you depleting depends. Here's the thing. If possible, the answer is yes, but you don't have so much in assets that I'm, you know, that you can just say like, well, you know, of the money that's in the in the retirement account right now, right? The traditional, you know, you have to think about this. The money hasn't been taxed yet, right? So the money that comes out has to then get taxed and then you can spend it. So you can do it. The way it works better is if, you know, you can wait till 70, especially if you're making that 30 grand a year. But if you start to pull out 50 grand a year from a $400,000 account, you could see how quickly it goes. So we don't want to deplete it. It kind of depends, like you'll have to give us a holler back when you get to 66 and seven. So we, we kind of figure out what's going on. Everybody listening should know if you can afford to wait until 70 and you're in good health, it's a better deal. You get 8% a year increase every year you wait. But a lot of people don't have that ability and it's not worth waiting if you're going to deplete all of the assets that you have saved because then you just don't have liquidity. You don't have enough money when uh, something bad or not even bad, but like you just don't have enough money to grab onto in the future. So it would really be dependent on what your situation is at that time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Excellent. We're ready. We're Mark, we are building off ramps all over the place. And if you would like to know what your on or off ramp is all about, then just go to uh, jillonmoney.com. That's our website. Click the contact us button and write out a note. If you'd like to join us on the air, just like Emily, then all you need to do is click the box. While you're on the website, subscribe to Jill on Money Live. That's our new service that provides quarterly access to live webinars and lots of great bonus content. And, uh, and we are always up for ideas. So if you have ideas for bonus content, let us know. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 